Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. More energy. More energy. More passion. Just kidding. Man, how about those Chiefs, huh? They suck. <laughs> nah, not as bad as the fucking Giants. Good Lord, dude. Getting your asses kicked. <laughs> Anyways. We're back. We're black. You already know that. We're here. They suck. <laughs> Hey, it's always a good day when the Steelers lose, the Chiefs lose, the Saints win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Alabama lost. Oh, fuck Alabama wholeheartedly. Yep. I'm so glad they lost. <laughs> like, Alabama lost. Good. Yep. All gone in the world. Everything well, seems fuck right. Texas, but <laughs> Alabama lost, so that's all I care about. Like, when you say fuck Texas, you mean the whole state, right? Fuck that tape. <laughs> I literally cannot stress enough how much I hate Texas. Hey, to any of our fans in Texas, we're sorry that you ah, live there. fuck you, too. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sorry that you live there. Unless yeah. you live in Austin or, you know, or, you know, Houston. Like, just, they just wake up and they know they're living in Texas. And they're like, this is cool. Like, nigga, what? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, nigga, excuse. <laughs> All right, man. So, you brought this up. You know, everybody's favorite wrestler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. I mean, it's not old news, but it's still relevant. For our wrestling fans. Another wrestling episode. We're still working on getting a name for our other wrestling podcast. So until then, y'all going to have to deal with us having wrestling episodes on this podcast until we get the other podcast up and going because we need to make a name for it. But the only problem is, is that there's so many wrestling podcasts that we have to find a name that isn't taken. Good luck with that. So I'm just... I'm just, I'm, and I'm just, I'm about to just, I'm about to just like write down a bunch of wrestling names, and then we're just gonna pick it, and we're just gonna have to roll with it, and we're gonna have to blend like. We're not saying that we're gonna do only wrestling episodes. No, no, no. We're saying we're gonna have a side one because on this, on this, on this podcast, we will still do you know we'll relevant still be topics. Doing our shit that we talk about. We'll still be doing relevant topics. You know, here, you know, social issues, comedic purposes. You know. Kevin Hart's still gonna be the you know, still be here. First yeah, of all, first of all, we ain't, we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> like, yeah, nothing's changing on this side. <laughs> we still have this. We still have this platform. We just thought that since like wrestling since, is starting to be in full swing again, people are starting to hop back on the train. Yeah, we thought that we would have Woo-hoo. a podcast separate for wrestling. So if y'all have any ideas. Please let us know, so that way I'm not sitting here trying to figure out a goddamn idea for a name. <sighs> but until then, y'all gonna have to deal with us talking about wrestling. And if Every here and there. For you, then I hope your big toe gets stung by a wasp. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he's back in the news. I don't like talking about him, but I feel like it needs to be addressed because I, you know what? I feel like this isn't even like. It could be it could be more than just wrestling, because it also has to do with like toxic work environments, and I feel like we don't talk about. Oh, that. we can talk about toxic work environments all day. Exactly. Let's so, let's get it started. Let's get it popping. For those of us who don't know, fuck Walgreens. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, I don't work there anymore. So, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, CM Punk, other known as I, AKA, I did, I did get off my chest. I'm sorry. <laughs> AKA as AKA also known as. Phil Brooks is a wrestler. AKA, I can't keep my hands to myself. Yeah, we're, we're getting to that. <laughs> like, we'll so get to what that. happened <laughs> is 
Phil Brooks, if you are an avid wrestling fan, you know that who who started his career in the early two thousands, and he, um, sorry, he lives. He was born at. He's like the CM in his name stands for Chicago Made Punk. So he was born and raised in Chicago, and he started wrestling in the two thousands, and he started wrestling in the Indies. And for those of you who don't know what an indie is, it's the indie promotions. And indie promotions are basically not WWE, AEW, New like Japan, that. Ring of Honor, TNA. Ring of Honor is considered, well, I guess not now, because it got bought out by Tony. But, um... Would you consider, was it indies? It was, but then okay. fucking crackhead TK <laughs> bought the damn thing. And, I don't know the story. Did you just call Tony Khan a crackhead? I'm a fucking crackhead. <laughs> Have you ever seen a picture of Tony Khan? I have. He's a crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Like, respect to Tony. He's got more money than me, but... I said, Tony Khan can buy my life. Well, he can buy me, but that still doesn't affect... <laughs> that still doesn't accept the fact that he does more blow than an 80s wrestler. Jesus Christ. Anyway. So, we'll get to Tony in a minute. Um, back to Punk. Punk was a wrestler, and he came up. He wrestled in Ring of Honor. And he made a lot. He made a lot of noise in Ring of Honor. He became the Ring of Honor champion. He had the infamous dog collar match with Raven. If you haven't had a chance, find it, watch it, love it, take a picture of it, frame it. More passion. The match is beautiful. Anyway, um, so he gets the call from Vincey Boy, and he's like, "Hey, I need you to come up. I I want you to come wrestle for me in WWE." So he gets offered a contract, and he gets promoted to. He gets moved up to WWE. He starts his career in the What's WWE it? version of ECW in 2006. Oh, so didn't he start at ECW? Yes, he started in ECW. With um, the most lukewarm, extreme wrestling I've seen in my life. But dude, it was literally like... It wasn't even extreme. It was literally Disney Channel. They decided to make an, like a, an extreme wrestling channel. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, we can talk about that later. So, he goes on, you know, every like most wrestling fans know, like, I don't want to get super deep into it. Like, I can go, I can make, like, a crime. Most of punk. you, most of you know Most CM of you punk. know Punk's story. Most of the, ca- even if you're a casual fan, you know of CM Punk. Exactly. So, <laughs> like, he wins championships, and he, everything's going great for him. He's won Money in the Bank multiple times. He has the infamous storyline with Jeff Hardy during the summer of 2009, and it's one of the best storylines during that summer. Has the pipe bomb speech. He has his pipe bomb speech. But then that's when things get interesting because then we start getting into 2010, 2011. Now, at this time, Punk leaves his... Uh, he leaves the whole straight-edge society thing behind because his whole stick is that he's straight-edge. He doesn't take drugs. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. And cool. So he does... He leaves Good that behind. Good for you, fucking nerd. And he starts... <laughs> And he he becomes basically the anti-hero. And this is when you start blending the line between reality and kayfabe. Kayfabe is the word that wrestling fans use to basically mean that we're trying to protect it from it, not from it seeing that it's not real. Um, so, it's the summer of 2011 and everybody knows what happened. God damn, the Giants suck. Uh, <laughs> um, sorry, then, sorry, we're watching the game. <laughs> and so, during this punk, during the... During that summer, Punk is, he's the anti-hero, he's white hot, he's getting pushes and things like that, he's getting title chances, but the problem is, that's when the problems start to occur with CM Punk. He's handed these things, but he has to, but during that time, they're like, you need to go grab this brass ring. 
And Vince has this thing where it's like you need to grab the brass ring and you need to become to get to the top to you get to the top. But the problem was is that Vince is doing everything he can to keep Punk from being from the top. And it started in 2011 when Triple H became head of Triple H took over for Vince. And so that's when the line between reality and kayfabe kicked in and it all kind of boiled over at Money in the Bank 2011, which is one of the most historical pay-per-views of all time. Go back and watch that match between him and John Cena. If you have that on Peacock, you can watch it. It's so good. It, 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 honestly, like watch it. Even if Put it on not, right now. <laughs> even if you're not a wrestling fan, go watch it. It has, it, it has, it, it's great. And I'm leaving a lot out because we don't have enough time for me to cover over everything. Right. And so, um, should we just start getting, should we just kind of like fast forward it to present? Well, or? they need substance because they're not gonna really understand what's happening now. True. So basically, the re- yeah. So basically, I'm trying to give you guys context. So the reason why I said it's a toxic work environment is because Punk starts to do this thing where he feels unappreciated. He wants to be the anti-hero. He's saying, "I'm doing all this for the company." I'm putting the company on my back. I'm, I'm the champion, but I'm not even promoted as the champion. You have John Cena, who's in the signet of the show. I, like I don't even have my name. Like I don't even have my name in the in in the name in the thing for WrestleMania. I don't like. This is what the pipe bomb was about. The infamous pipe bomb. Go look it up. Basically, is exposing WWE for all the bullshit that they're putting Punk through. He's saying that the company would be better off if Vince was removed from the census. They're saying that... Dead, for those who don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> they're basically saying <laughs> like, that uh, <laughs> if the, the, the company would be better off if it wasn't ran by Triple, uh, Triple H and Stephanie. Like, everything he was saying made, started to become sense, started to make sense in the, like, in, in later in the gra- years. In the grand years. scheme of things. In the grand scheme of things, things started to make sense. But then you start looking at the bigger picture, and Punk basically wanted to walk around like he had this God complex. Now, to play devil's advocate, on a the play devil's advocate, basically he was saying like, like I got I agreed with Punk because yeah the company at that time was shit. It was ran by stooges. Vince was out of touch. Everything he was saying made sense. Punk is an old school kind of guy. He's an old school kind of wrestler. He's an old school no no nonsense kind of guy. He's a Paul Heyman guy. He's a Paul Heyman guy. Yes, but he's an old school wrestler, which means that. If he gets disrespected, he's going to tell you that he gets disrespected. And so that kind of leads to his match with Triple H at uh, Money in the Bank. Or not Money in the Bank. Uh, Night of Champions 2011. Punk still should have won that match. But that proves the point that he didn't win that match. Because Triple H was always known up until then that he buries talent. So, fast forward to about 2014. The Rock comes back. And everybody knows it was the once in a lifetime match between The Rock and John Cena. The Rock had cemented a match. The main he was already main eventing WrestleMania, and he was mm-hmm. gone. He wasn't even around. He comes back. Him and Cena are him and Cena are you know they 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 basically stole the show. Punk was the champion at the time. Punk didn't even get the main event spot at WrestleMania because it was a year in advance. And it's like how am I like I'm literally the champion here. I'm carrying the company on my back. And you got Dwayne, who's been gone forever, and you got John Cena, who's always in the main event. I'm being overlooked, and I'm being overworked, and I'm not being appreciated. And he let people know that. And people thought, this is what people were like, yeah, Punk's right. And and so, like, everyone's loving Punk. He's white hot. And it's just, 
it's it becomes this thing that Punk is the biggest he's the biggest star in professional wrestling at the time. And he goes on he never he's never main evented WrestleMania. He never gets his moment at WrestleMania. He never is main evented WrestleMania. So after the whole thing with uh Cena and The Rock he starts wrestling Ryback. Ryback hurts him continuously. He's like, I'm hurt. I need time off. And he's like, okay, well, we can give you I a Z-pack. I dead ass forgot about and he's Ryback. Like, we can give you a Z-pack. And he's like, fine, I'll do this. And he's still hurt. And then he's like, okay, well, I'll work, work. He's like, I'll work Ryback at uh, Hell in a Cell. Ryback hurts him again. And he's like, I'm hurt. I need time off. And then Vince is like, well, you know... And he's he's giving them he's giving them the runaround. Mm-hmm. So long story short, Punk leaves WWE. He he's done wrestling. Punk is gone from wrestling for seven years. Everyone there's speculation like, oh, Punk might come back. Punk does this. In the meantime, he's living life as Phil uh, Phil Brooks. He's married to AJ Lee. Uh, he, he does some UFC fights. He does he a couple of UFC kicked. fights. He gets his ass kicked. He stars <laughs> in a couple of TV shows. Yada, yada, yada. And then all of a sudden, 2021 rolls around, and we get the news, and we're like, CM Punk return, and CM Punk returns. And we're like, what? That doesn't make any sense. And it's all because this little company named AEW. And AEW has a show in Chicago. Punk signs with AEW, returns to a standing ovation. People are crying, you know. The cramp, the fans are cheering. There's confetti everywhere. Babies are crying. It's a whole thing. And the heavens opened up. The heavens opened up. And it's a whole thing. The wrestling, the wrestling gods have come together to bring Punk back to wrestling. And he comes back to open open arms, and everybody loves him. And he starts with this. He's his first run with Darby Allen. He has a fantastic match with Darby Allen. He wrestles a couple other guys. Speaking of Darby came, Allen, bro, you gonna be in a wheelchair soon, though. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta <had to> stop. <laughs> Comes back, everything's like, great. I'm like, damn, Darby. <laughs> and he has a match. He wins. He ends up having this great match, this great storyline, this great angle with MJF, who's Maxwell James Freeman. If you haven't had a chance to watch their dog collar match, go watch it. Go watch that story. It's phenomenal. I'll give AEW their flowers for that. He goes on to face Hangman Page. He faces John Moxley, also known as Dean Ambrose in WWE. And he has and he has a match with Eddie Kingston. He's doing he's great. Then all of a sudden he runs into he gets hurt. He gets hurt. He hurts his foot mm-hmm. because he was celebrating and he like I think like something happened where he like I think he was jumping the barricade to like celebrate with the fans and he hit his foot and he broke his foot. So he breaks his foot, he comes back, and he's like, I wanna win my championship. So he gets his championship back and then he's and then this pay per view shows up. Which is eight? Which so AEW has a couple of big shows. They have AEW All Out, AEW All In, and those are like two of their biggest shows. And Punk, I still don't really know the full story behind this. So if you know, is this the first incident? This is the first incident. Okay. So if you guys know, definitely you know fill in the blanks because I quite I don't quite remember exactly. Punk gets into an altercation with the owner of the company. Tony Khan. He also gets into he also gets into an issue. He also gets into an altercation with the EVPs of the company, who are the Young Bucks, who are best friends with Cody Rhodes, who started the company. Whoa! And he's also <laughs> friends with Kenny Omega. Good old Kenny Omega. Here's where the problem starts. They get into a physical, literal physical 
backstage argument, like their fight, like their like fists are swung. Apparently, Punk's dog was there. He got kicked in the jaw and lost his tooth. It was a whole thing. Damn, it they kicked really, the dog. It got really Damn. messy. It was really messy. It was really fucked up. And Punk get Punk is so there's this so again all this can be viewed on YouTube. If you go to YouTube and you type in AEW All Out Media Scrum, Punk is sitting there and he's eating like some, some muffins or some shit and he's tired. Good old muffins. And man. he's sitting there. And he's telling that he's just he's he's airing out his grievances, and Tony Khan is just sitting there like, what? Like he has no grasp on the situation. Like Tony Khan is just like he's just bewildered. He's beside himself. He's like I I like I don't like I'm confused. He's he's perplexed. Like dog, you're the owner of the company. How do you not know? How can why can't you handle your own wrestlers? I'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. So the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Punk. And Ace Steel, who's a backstage correspondent, who's a backstage guy as well, they all get suspended. The Young Bucks, the Young Bucks all come, the Young Bucks come back, Kenny Omega comes back, they're wrestling, they're doing their thing, and then Punk comes back. Here's where the problem, uh, Punk raises its head again. These two, these four, have never had a sit-down conversation. They're grown-ass men. And they've never had a sit-down conversation. They've never talked it out. They've never, you know, just exchanged words. They right. never were the Some shit that the men need to do more. And they never did it. And there's still animosity backstage. And this is the problem, and I'm not talking shit about AEW. I'm just saying that this is just a reality thing. Is This is when you can't have your... Inmates run the asylum because dumb shit like this happens. Right, you got to take favoritism starts happening. And Tony Khan, this is all no Tony Khan's fault. Tell tell the tell the people what you told me about Tony Khan. You told you said that Tony Khan is a fan. Oh, playing my play. He's basically yeah. He's and you know like I said, Tony Khan has a lot of money. That's he's a wrestling given. But the problem is is that he's a wrestling fan. That was that's basically living his make a wish dream come true, mm-hmm. and he's basically basically living out his dream with the sliders all the way turned up with no cap space. Like he's living out his dream of playing two K in real life. Like he gets to he gets his little toys and he gets to play with them. But the problem with AEW, and again, this sounds like I'm hating, but I'm not. I'm just speaking it for what it is, and people don't want to accept the fact that it's true. Is the fact that AEW is chaos. There's no structure. And mm-hmm. everyone's like, well, punk this, punk that. Punk has always been toxic. Punk, I'm like, yeah, punk has his fucking problems. Punk right, has a nobody, god nobody's complex. Nobody's human. Nobody's I mean, perfect. Nobody's perfect. I but mean. punk has a, yes, <laughs> punk does have a god complex. He did it in WWE. He did it here. But a lot of the times it was all warranted and it was all given. And it was the fact that like, okay, cool. Like, but like, like look at the situation in WWE. Like, they're like, oh, he was the problem. Oh, this and that and that. Okay, let's look at it from a different perspective. Yeah, he may have been, like, mate, yeah, like, okay, sure, Punk was a problem. But look at it realistically. This man did everything he did for this company. And Vixic, man, basically shat on him every since, every chance he got. Like, right. he would carry the company. Nope. He, his name was, he didn't even get, like, his merch sales were super high. And he's never main invented WrestleMania. I'd be pissed, too. Any person, not even, let's not even talk about wrestling for a minute. Think about. Any, anybody. Uh, all right, but let's bring it to reality. You let's say you make your company 
record-breaking sales. You are the top dog. You are the top seller. And, you know, instead of you getting the promotion, Gary from accounting gets the shit. And Gary's a terrible-ass co-worker. Gary's not even around. Gary's never around. Gary does the bare minimum. And he's getting all the praise. He's getting all the main attention. But you're the one doing all the work. That's basically what was happening to CM Punk. Basically. And so everyone wants to say, like, oh, like, oh, he was the problem, this, that, and the third. And so he goes, AEW. And then they say the same thing. Oh, Punk was the problem. Punk was toxic. I'm like, yeah, Punk did some shit and said some shit that was a little out of character. And we all know Punk. He's an old school guy. You know what I'm saying? He's an old school dude. We all have an old school grandpa, old school uncle. He's old an old school, school wrestler. Right. And back in the day, you know I'm saying that's back in the day, in you were an old school wrestler. You know, and you had a problem, you addressed it, you got in somebody's face, you said, hey, I don't like this, it needs to be fixed. You couldn't, you, it was conflict. Punk was not scared of conflict, and that was, that was, he rubbed people the wrong way because of that. And so, with this whole thing with the, with the, with the elite, which is Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, it was the elite. With this whole thing with the elite, and this whole thing with Punk, Tony Khan could have handled that so way better than he did. Oh, he could But Tony Khan is friends with the elite. So what did Tony Khan do? Tony doesn't want to piss off his friends. So Tony sides with his friends. And then mm-hmm. Tony, the fan, stepped up. And Tony, the manager, took a back seat. And that's where the problem resides. And I will totally agree from looking. I'm not, and this isn't, I'm not riding Punk's dick at all. I'm just calling it for what I see. it. And it's the fact that Tony should have stepped in and said, okay, all four of you, all three of you, need to sit down, you need to shut the fuck up, we have a business to run, and you're ruining it because you're shining a negative light on it, and it's taking away from the actual product. Vince, and I'm not, again, I'm not riding anybody's dick, but none of this would have happened with Vince. No, Vince would have had your ass fired. Vince would either had you fired, or you would have, or he would have cashed this in, and this is another thing Tony should have done. They could have made that into a promotion. They could have made this into a, they could have cashed this shit in. They could have made some more, they could have... That whole thing where wrestling fan, a lot of wrestling fans lately have been complaining about like there's not a lot of reality. There's not like a no lot of reality in real life. Like, it's like the whole thing with uh, Matt Hardy and Edge. Right. They took that shit and turned it into a storyline. They could have made right. money off of this shit. You know, Instead of suspending you know how much they could have. Se- you know how much merch you could sell off of this? Exactly. The, the ticket oh, sales. Dude, everything. They could have made so much money off that shit. Your, Instead, your, your viewership would have skyrocketed. Oh, yeah. Every week they like. You go out there, you talk your shit because and say what you want to say because AEW is the land of the land of the free. There's no limit on what you can say on the mic. You can say what the fuck you want in AEW. MJF is big on that. And so you so go out Joe. there and say what you want, air your grievances. We'll have some we'll have a couple series of matches. We'll make money off this thing. You, right. What I would have done if I was Tony Khan, I would have sat them down and be like, "Listen, we're about to make some fucking money. We're about we to buy- make some money with this shit. I'd pull a I know hula. y'all don't like I'd each pull, other. I'd pull a hulu. I'm like, we're about to make so much fucking cash, dog. Right. <laughs> like, I would have got my... I, look, I'm, t- I'm telling you now. Tony Khan sure got his shit night on and been like, listen, y'all not going <laughs> to like it, but we going to make some money. Like... <laughs> Y'all can y'all can beat y'all can beef this out later. No, you, but right now you said that you I just some money. I don't know why when you said that I just saw Tony Khan in a jumpsuit in Ooh. prison. <laughs> I'm like, what did Tony Khan do? And that's and this is and like I said, so that's that's the first problem. Then Punk comes back, the Elite come back, you know, Kenny Omega comes back. He has a fantastic match with fucking Zack Saber Jr. at uh, Forbidden Door, which is their cross promotional. Uh, event with New Japan. Phenomenal match. It's great. 
Punk comes back, and he just comes back recently. And everything seems like it's fine, but then Punk gets into another altercation with uh, Luke Perry's son, Jack Perry. If y'all don't know who Luke Perry is, he's an actor. Luke Perry, a.k.a. Wild Boy, who recently turned heel, is... They, so they are all... All this is building up to their big record-breaking um, pay-per-view. Uh, all out. It's all out, but it's in Wembley. It's huge. It's the first time AEW selling out a massive arena. 80,000 plus tickets. They're, they're breaking gate sales. It's their biggest show ever. You know, they're prepping for it. Punk's got a match. Jack Perry's got a match. And here's where a lot of people... This is what this is where the, the whole problem starts. Again, Punk is an old school kind of dude. Jack Perry wanted to do a spot in his match with the car. So that they have like an old like British, like the cabs, and mm-hmm. they have the window mm-hmm. there. And he's sitting there and Jack Perry's like, hey, I want to do a spot with real glass. And the reason why that's relevant and the reason why that's important is because they don't do stuff with real glass in wrestling for obvious reasons. Right. Most it's of the time they do anything, hazard. it's a safety issue. And every wrestler, and he went up to everybody, Tony, he went up to, even old school wrestlers were telling that. People backstage were telling me, he's like, hey, dude, this is not a good idea. And then Tony runs to Punk, and he says, hey, you're the veteran here. Everyone's like, listens to you and stuff like this. So can you tell him, hey, you go handle that. So he goes, and he's like, hey, you go handle that. So Punk's like, fine. He goes, and he talks to Jack. And Jack's like, no, I'm not going to do it. Like, why? Like, like, I'm not doing it. He gets in Punk's face. Punk's like... Punk, it's like it's like the fifty cent You say, what do you say? Fuck me for? I didn't do nothing. All he, did was talk, uh, he told me to come tell you. And that's basically what happened. He told me to come tell you to not do it because he doesn't think it's safe. But you want to get in my face. And Punk is an old school dude. He doesn't handle folks getting in his face. And so the match happens. Punk has his match. He faces Samoa Joe, and Samoa Joe wins. Uh, he retains the Ring of Honor Championship. Great match. AEW. It no, it's the Ring of Honor. Oh, uh, in AEW. A Ring of Honor and AEW are in the oh, same thing. Okay, sure. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. So it's for That's the Ring of Honor Championship. Stupid. And so they're merged, and you know it's great, whatever. And then Jack's match is next. Jack goes on and does the fucking goes and does a fucking spot. And instead of like going backstage and doing whatever, he walks up to he go out, he get, brings the camera close to him and he goes, "Oh, cry me a river. We did it with real glass." And so Punk feels some type of way. Like, how you gonna call me out? And he's like, listen, dude, I told you not to do it, and you did it anyway. And then he gets in Punk's face. And then, I don't know about you, but if somebody gets in my face and all I did was tell you, I advised you not to do it. My The boss told me to tell you not to do it, and you did it anyway? Like, and then you get mad at me? Oh, now we got a problem. Because now right. you're in my face. And I'm an old school dude, so we gonna handle it. I'm gonna handle my business. So they start shoving, they start... You know, monitors are getting flown. You know, voices like it, there's yelling, voices get raised. Voices are getting raised, and Tony Khan feels unsafe. Tony Stone, Tony says in his statement. So, long story short, Jack Perry ends up getting suspended, and Punk gets fired. So that's where we're at now. CM Punk has been fired from AEW, and Tony Khan comes out with a statement saying, "I felt unsafe." He's been a problem in the company since he's been here. We've given him multiple chances, this, that, and the third. And everyone, again, wants to be like, well, Punk is toxic. Punk shouldn't, like, Punk should have stayed away from wrestling. And I'm like, no, it sounds like Punk's the victim here. 
I'm not saying Punk is in the I'm right. I'm not saying he's in the right. I'm saying that Tony Khan needs to do better. But what I'm saying is Tony Khan needs to do better, and nobody wants to admit the fact that Tony Khan needs to get a rein on his goddamn company before. And this is the problem. You don't let wrestlers be EVPs. You don't let wrestlers make decisions in the company. If it's a booking decision, sure, I guess. Like Mick, or Hogan did it. But we all know what happens when a wrestler gets power because there's favorites played. And that's what happened. And it gets to their head and they get an ego trip. And they start pulling string. They start pulling strings. And people who should be up there should be getting title matches and stuff. Who don't who don't get title shots? I should say are getting title matches, and that's the that was the problem. Is nobody wants to fat nobody wants to admit the fact that there's a problem in AEW, and it's the fact that there's no rules. Like I said, Tony Khan is just a wrestling fan that had that's playing his my career mode in real life, mm-hmm. and nobody wants to admit that, and it's a shame because I I don't mind AEW, but you can't sit there and tell me and watch the project week in and week out and tell me that there's something missing. And it's basically, Tony Khan, to put it in perspective, is like that really cool teacher that doesn't want to discipline any of his students, and so he lets them do whatever the fuck he wants, and then administration comes in and goes, dude, what are you doing? And he goes, oh man, they're just, they're just kids, man. They're just, just expressing themselves, man. They're just expressing themselves. Motherfucking niggas are getting hurt. Right. Like, you, what do you mean people are, they're expressing themselves? There is no reason. There is no fucking reason why every fucking week John Moxley needs to be bleeding. Every week... This Every man does not need week. to have fucking stakes coming out of his head. Yeah, or skewers, whatever the fuck them damn things are. Right. He doesn't need those things coming out of his head. We don't need that. Oh, well, you're, you're just a WWE guy. No, I'm just looking at it from perspective. There's no reason I'm ta- for I'm, blood. I'm looking week. at it from longevity. And I'm talking, mm-hmm. like, it's the fact, it's like, yeah, you want to give the fans what they want. Cool, whatever, fine. You want to give them what blood. they want. Ooh. But don't, you need, to, you need to bring that in a little bit. There's a difference between why WWE is where they're at and why AEW is where they're at. And I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying that there, they, there's, there's rules involved. And it's like, Mox, like I said, Moxley does not need to be bleeding week in and week out. You don't need to have fucking... Like, you just... You don't need to have Sting, who's fucking 65 years old, jumping off shit. Oh my the man God. is 65. Did you see that table? What are you doing? You, you saw that table spot too, Yes. Right? The man that is 65. You don't horrible. need Sting jumping off shit. If that's what he wants to do, and the, hey, more power to Sting. I wouldn't do it. Sit your old ass down, Sting. But sit your ass down. You're 65 years old. You're old you as hell, bro. You don't need doing shit like that. Darby Allen's out here basically just throwing himself everywhere. <laughs> like I said on your post. fucking wheelchair. Like I said, ARP's looking at Darby Allen like, bring your ass here, bro. Like, dude, you about to be you our next spokesperson. need that. There's no reason for that at all. Like, you need to have structure. It's a wrestling business. I get it. You and you could the- like like we could tie this all to the real world too. Like imagine if you went to work and you know you're calling the shots, right? And or like I said, you're you're the workhorse of the company, and your boss and his friends who are who aren't even higher ups are walking all over you. You gonna feel some type of way too, like Punk is, mm-hmm. right? So I would say, but I, am I saying Punk is toxic? He has his toxic moments, yes. But from what I'm hearing is that AEW is just a shit show behind the scenes. It's just a mud show. And I'm not talking shit. I'm just calling it for what it is. Like, like you guys you need You have help. to admit you, that. You guys got to get some structure you back gotta there. You got to get some structure. You got to be able to be like, Tony Khan, 
Like I said, you can't let your friends walk all over walk you. Walk over you, dude. You're you You're, own that company. Right. You own it. Right, like you gotta put your foot down. Like you gotta think about it this way. The only reason why AW even isn't around is because some because Dave Meltzer was it Dave Meltzer? Or was it fucking It was somebody else. But they fucking came out or somebody came out and told the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes that they will never ever be able to fill they would never ever ever be able to fill out a seat uh, fill out an arena with eighty thousand plus people. You'll never be able to start a promotion like that. Cody Rhodes said, "Fine, challenge accepted," and started the and started AEW back in 2019. And guess who they went to? They went to Tony Khan, who's a huge wrestling fan and has a lot of money. And so, because of him, technically, no, we really, we really even have AEW. Everyone's like, "Oh, well, Cody Rhodes, like Cody Rhodes, or Tony Khan owns WWE or AEW." I'm like, in reality, it's all Cody Rhodes, like. If anybody were to have, and if anyone were to, like, be credited for AEW success, it's Cody Rhodes. Because if it wasn't for him coming up to Tony, like, hey man, I want to run a wrestling promotion, and you going great, yeah, you wouldn't have the, you wouldn't be able to start a promotion. But the problem is, is that they said Tony, here's a bunch of money. Go, yeah. and they went. What do you mean go? You do whatever you want. Figure well, what it out. about the figure it out? Just you have a bunch of money. Go make a wrestling promotion. They grabbed him and just threw him into the deep end. And they did. They went, all these little wrestling figures and stuff, you can finally make your dreams come true. And they were like, it's like... Tony, you can fly. You can really fly. And they were Tony, like... Tony, get on your roof like, and Tony, jump. you want to make... You want to make MJF your... Like, dude, let's not... Like the, the, like, the whole MJF situation. The whole MJF situation back when he took his time off, like, I think it was like, like last year. It was like... I wish... And everyone's like, oh, it's like the Stone Cold situation where he took his ball and went home. No, Stone Cold didn't leave because of that. Stone Cold left because he was unappreciated and he was fed up with the company. MJF just wanted more money. He knew that he could bully Tony Khan because MJF, think, and props to MJF because he knows his worth. But at the same time, dude, you haven't done shit. You've been around for a cup of coffee and you think you're the hottest thing in wrestling because you can cut a promo. Fantastic. Right. You no know else could cut a promo. Enzo Amori. Everybody else in wrestling. Right. That's, but that's not here nor there. It's the fact that, like I said, Tony bends the knee. Hashtag bends, make Enzo great again. <laughs> Tony bends the knee to his friends. He's not a. He doesn't do anything because he's a boss. He does things because he's a friend, and that does that bleeds into the real life. Like you can't be. A, like if you're gonna run a company, and I don't know much about business and numbers, numbers and all that, but what I do know is if you're gonna run a company with your friends, you need to set aside your business relationship and your with personal your friendship. Right. If Chris is doing some fuck shit with the podcast, <laughs> I'm gonna tell him, dude, you're doing some fuck shit with the podcast. I'm gonna find somebody else to new new to do it with. He's like, no, nah, man, this this is our podcast. That's great, no, it's our podcast, but you're doing some fuck shit, and I want to keep this podcast going. I'm gonna make the business decision. What the fuck I do? I'm just using you as, <laughs> I'm just like, using you as a caveat because it, we're, like, this damn, what he do to me? What I do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that, for example, like I said, if Chris is doing some fuck shit, and I'm like, dude, you're not really taking the podcast shit seriously. We're trying. I'm trying to take this to another level. This, that, and the third. It's like, nah, man, it's cool. I got it. And I'm like, nah, dude, I think I need to find a new guest or a new host. And you're like, yeah, but dude, we're friends. Like we started this podcast together. And it's like I get that, but hmm. that doesn't mean that. 
I have to sit here and wait for you to, you know, do whatever. That's basically what's happening in AEW. Like, it's a business relationship. You need to learn how to separate your business from your friendship, and you can't let those combine because bad things happen, which is why I'm not saying never start a business with your friends, but you need to establish those boundaries right then and there. And this whole thing, whole thing, like I said, is Tony's fucking fault because he doesn't know how to, he doesn't know that fine line. He wants to please his friends and he wants to make sure every, like his friends are taken care of. And, and now he's got other, and there's like, and, and, and my, no my, my thing is the problem is Tony Khan gave wrestlers too much power. Yeah. Really. A wrestler should just be a wrestler. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no reason if you are wrestling for my promotion, I'm not gonna give you pro. I'm not gonna give you that much power. I'm not gonna give you positions where you can move the needle to your liking. Hell nah. Fuck that. You are a wrestler. Stay in a wrestler's place, mm-hmm. right? I'll get other people to fill those positions, but I'm not gonna put you in a position like that. No, hell nah. And yeah, everyone's like, well, "What about Triple H?" I'm like, "Triple H fucking got married into the family. He got lucky." And Vince even said, Vince has come out numerous times and said, "Hey." Stephanie is not allowed to marry a wrestler, and it just just kind of fucking happened. It just it just happened. Triple H married into the family. He got lucky, you know what I'm saying? Right. That was that was the whole thing with Triple H. And I'm not saying like you know Triple H is the better person because I'm not saying that Triple H didn't use his power to get ahead because we've talked about it multiple times. His fucking reign yeah. of terror from 1999 or 1998 all the way to 2005, that was all bad. But that's right. a prime example of not giving wrestlers power. You don't do that. You don't. It's not even just wrestling. That's anything. It's like a lot. Of, I don't know if you remember this, but apparently there was a story going around. It's like the it's like the LeBron effect. Oh, the the GM. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. LeBron. Yeah, LeBron has too much pull, and in, in sometimes, in my opinion, I get it. You're the all time leading scorer. You broken records, records, records. You're the first person to lead a team. In the finals, down from 3-1 and win it all. We get that. But, like, damn, LeBron has way too much pull. It's way too much pull. Right? Like, Tyron Lue couldn't even coach because LeBron was the coach. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, yep. I'm like, yo, LeBron, you are a basketball a player. player. You can do all that ownership and GM shit once you retire. Yep. But if as, right now, you are the player. I am the coach. Mm-hmm. You are the player. I run the gym. You are a player. I do the business shit. Yep. Right? You don't get a say in what we do in the off season. <laughs> you don't you don't you don't get that. And then it was the same thing with Tom Brady too. Like these like these high profile athletes need to realize you don't get it's not even just high it's not even athletes. It's just folks high in athlete, general. People in positions of power that shouldn't be in positions of power. You need to that and that creates a toxic work environment. Right. And it does because then you start playing favorites. People start getting paid more for not doing jack shit. People start getting fired for not doing anything. People start getting punished because of they didn't do said thing. Or people start getting punished because they spoke out against the bullshit. Right. Or the whole thing we're not allowed to talk about how much you get paid. Like that whole thing just starts. Which is, which is illegal, it starts to domino effect. It starts to it's it's a whole thing, and nobody talks about it enough, and it's a problem in the workforce. Right. And it's a problem everywhere, like I said. And as a wrestling fan, you're seeing it happen live every week, week mm-hmm. in and week out. Three times a week. And then sometimes during their pay-per-views. But you can easily tell that the elite have more power over Tony Khan. And Tony Khan is just sitting there and just 
you know, taking it, just taking it in. He's like, I own this company. We're going to be the alternative. We're going to beat WWE. No, you're not. Not with this structure. No, you're not. No, you're not. And I'm not saying AEW is bad. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I know somebody's going to listen to this. And they're going to be like, oh, he's just a, he's just a WWE guy. I'm like, nope, because the same thing happened in WWE. Oh, wholeheartedly with Hulk Hogan, with Triple Mm -hmm. H. Like, you know, it's happened. That these guys come in, they think that they're bigger than the company or they're bigger than the sport. Shoot, Brock Lesnar for a while. Brock Lesnar for a little bit did it. But it was, you had these guys come in who think that they're bigger. Nobody's bigger than wrestling. Nobody's bigger than basketball. Nobody's bigger than football. Nobody's bigger than the profession that they're in. They're not. Right. Because guess what? When you leave, like Punk said, the wheels are going to keep on turning. That's just how it is in the company. Mm-hmm. When you're gone, we're going to find someone to replace you. What happened? Hope, uh, Hogan leaves, they replace Hogan with fucking Rock. Or uh, with um, Stone Cold. Stone Cold gets hurt, guess what? They put the power in the, the Rock's hand. The Rock goes to Hollywood, guess what? They give it to Triple H. Triple H goes away, they give the power to fucking Undertaker. There's a trend. Mm-hmm. You know? They're, they're, gonna, they're gonna keep then it finding was Orton, people. Then it was Cena. Then and then it was, was... Yeah, and then it was Cena. So now it's Roman. Roman. And right. now it's Roman. And, and in AEW... When Roman leaves, guess what? It'll, It'll be probably somebody be somebody else. It'll probably be Cody Rhodes. It'll probably be Seth Rollins. I don't we don't know. I don't know. But that's the problem with AEW. They don't have that. Right. Because when the... When, Everybody has power AEW. When the Elite right. left, they were still running. Like, they were still doing dumb shit. Right. And it's just like, there's no... It's... There's... Sonny needs to rain shit in over there. And that's... It, it's the same thing. If you're ever... If you're at, like... That should not be a thing. Bosses need to be held accountable for mm-hmm. everything. You are the leader. You are the quarterback of that team. You need to be... Everything that happens, you need to go, yep, that's my fault. I'll take it. I'll fix it. And if somebody goes, hey, man, like, why don't you know, give me the old rub. What have you done? Well, I don't know, man. We're best friends. What do you mean? What have I done? Right. What does you being my best friend have to do anything? Come on, man. We've been friends forever. Nah, man. I got a company to run. Right, I got shit that we I have to do. make I have to make sure that this shit doesn't go south because you want to get on a power trip and do things your own way. Right. You can't do that in any aspect. It's not not even just jobs, in anything. Relationships, friendships, it's in every aspect of life. Right. You can't just let somebody have power over you because of longevity. Right. That's just how it is. You can't let people step on you all because, you know, well, man, we've been friends forever. It's like, like, you know, put it in perspective. If a nigga owe you money and he's been friends with you for over 10 years, oh, man, I've been friends with you for 10 years. Nigga, I yeah. gave you, like... Give me my money. Give me my money. Like, unless, you know, it's different for everybody, but it's one of those situations that you can turn, you can twist and turn into real life. And, mm-hmm. like, like I said, it's in every aspect of life, dog. Every aspect. It Again, it goes into being a parent. You know how many times I've had friends come up to me and be like, man, I'm in a really abusive or toxic relationship with my parent, but I don't know if I should leave them. Fuck that. Cut them off. Just because they're your parent doesn't mean anything. Right. Like, it's, dude, they're just, I've, the I've word heard. family doesn't mean shit. Like, that's just, it's just the word family. Like, I've got family members that I don't even talk to anymore. And my dad's like, why don't you talk to them? Because they're your family. Because they've done some dirty ass shit, dad, and I don't want to be a part of it. Right. Like, I want to, I want peace and happiness in my life. Right. So you, like, it doesn't matter. You don't let anybody latch on you and give, and try to make a power move. Because they feel that they can, they can do that. Like no, right? Like, whether it's a business relationship, friendship, family, whatever the fuck it is, 
put yourself first, and that's what Punk did. Punk put himself first. Punk was like, now fuck that. We're not doing that here. Tony, you need to get your shit together, or we're going to have problems. What happened? They had fucking problems. Punk took it in, Punk took it in his hands and tried to fix the shit. What happened? He, he gets, gets fired. fired. Right. You know? And everyone's like, oh. And now, and now what? AEW's going to be even worse now. Now what? I mean, I don't even know if it's AEW. Like I said, the wheels are going to keep on turning in AEW. They're going to keep doing things over there, whatever. But now Punk's gone, and now everyone's saying, oh, he's toxic. Oh, this and that and the third. And I'm like, okay. Way to gaslight. <laughs> Here's, like, the hardcore Punk fans are saying, like, oh, Punk was right. Then you got the non, then you got the other people who are like, well, Punk is toxic. He did the same thing in WWE. No! Here's the problem. People, this is, this is, this is the thing. This is why I've been cooking this whole time. Niggas don't know how to defend them. Niggas get mad when people try to defend themselves when their back's against the wall. You think that people are just, no one should be able, no one should have to bend the knee in any situation of life ever. If somebody's saying some shit to you, you're getting, you're getting somebody's face, defend yourself. We're not doing, like, we got to get rid of the whole playing victim and woe is me and everyone feel bad for me. Like, no. Take the, take, take your power back. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. we shouldn't be doing this shit anymore. That, that's a trend in every, every part of life that I'm seeing nowadays. It's like, oh, you're really going to leave that dude? Nigga, he cheated on me with five different women. What do you mean I'm going to leave him? Yes. Damn. Like, it's, <laughs> it's an, it's an extreme example, but five, still. Like five different women, bro? Like, for example, Jesus. I have a friend, I'm not going to name any names, but I have a friend who used to date this guy. They have a couple kids together. But she won't leave the guy because she's putting the guy, uh, she's putting the guy in front of her needs. She's putting her needs besides, and she's putting the guy forward first before her. And the guy has been treating her like shit. He's been sleeping with different, he, he's been messing around with different women. Like, he's mm-hmm. manipulative, he's an asshole. And there are multiple people who have told her multiple times that she needs to leave and get out of the relationship. She's like, no, I think we can fix it. Bitch, you leave. ain't fixing shit. You that, need to leave and put yeah. yourself forward. You, you need to leave. Take those kids and leave, and y'all need to just accept the fact that y'all need to co-parent. Right. Because the relationship isn't working, and now you're just now she's just and I, I, she's a great friend, but she's a shell of herself, and she needs to find herself again. But the damage is already done, and then that turns into a whole spew of things. Your mental health is fucked. You start having low self-esteem. You start having trust issues. You don't let people in. And it becomes this whole thing because why? You're not putting yourself before your yourself first and finding your peace. But instead, you're letting people come into your life, take what they need, and, and then leaving. And then leaving. And right. I just like I know this was about wrestling at first, but I feel like it needs to be addressed. Is like it doesn't matter if you're in a relationship with your parents. It doesn't matter if you're in a relationship with a significant other or your, your friends. friends, your boss. Put yourself first because at the end of the day, that's all you're going to have is yourself. Right. Only you can take care of yourself. Fuck everybody else. The only people that are going to stick around are the ones that went, yeah, he's right. Mm-hmm. He's been through a lot of shit. We should probably stick around. They're going to be the ones that are helping you. They're going to be the ones that are guiding you sure. to try and get you out of these shit I had situations. an old co-worker at Walgreens. I told her to just leave her man because he's a piece of shit. She actually took my advice, and then she got happily married a few Chappie. years later. Yeah. You're, like, yeah. you're welcome. I ain't going to say your name, but you're fucking welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to help you. Right? I'm like, ain't no reason you should be coming to work, and the first thing you do is cry before the shift even starts. Right. Because, oh, you're my boyfriend. The piece of, well, fucking leave him. Leave. 
I know, I know starting over sucks. I know, I know. You invested years into the play. It's okay to start the fuck over. Perfectly fine. Like, the reset look, button. Us game, like, from a gaming aspect, if you lose progress, we suck it up and we start the fuck over. <laughs> like, yep. that's all we do. It, it sucks. sucks it sucks. It, yeah, all you can say is damn, shake your head, but fuck, what, what good is that for me? And on top of that, guess what? You get to learn from your mistakes and you get to go, well, that didn't work, so I'm going to do this. Let's do this well, this, this time. this didn't work, so I'm going to do this time. And you get to do things differently. Right, to land this plane, you know, just fucking be better. Put yourself first, all right? That's it. That goes for your work, per- work life, personal life, you know what I'm saying? Any relationship you have, put yourself first. Yep, that's it. And, right. and and if you don't let a, anybody feel, don't let anybody try to make you feel bad for trying to put yourself first. In the words of the great Bernie Mac, just be yourself. If you don't like them, fuck them. <laughs> I uh, I heard this quote that said, "If I if finding my peace makes me the bad guy, then call me the villain because goddamn it, I want my peace." Yeah. That's <laughs> don't let nobody gaslight you for wanting peace. Yeah. Don't let anybody feel bad. Like, if you get fired from a job because you stepped up and you did your job and you did what you exactly was supposed to do, Good they for fire you. you anyway, fuck it. You don't need that job. You can also, I mean, you can also sue, by the way, because it's retaliation, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but, you know, you did the right thing. If you were in a toxic, you know, nobody understands that more than Gen Z, because Gen Z will be like, this place is toxic, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> like, they, they wouldn't even give you a two-week, two-day, fuck fucking two minutes. That fucking find-out shit is so real. Gen Z, Gen Z's good at that, but Gen Z's also very fucking emotional. Yes, they are. <laughs> like, very emotional. Like literally, I have must. I had one coworker at Walgreens. He was mad because like he had to work on prom night. I'm like, bro, just find coverage and just fucking go. He was like, I'm gonna call out, bro. I'm like, because you can't go to prom. You can't go to prom. Overpriced ass dance, well, anyways. On top of that, you knew prom was coming up, so like, you're right. That's your response. Time off. I mean, granted, it's the job's responsibility, but I'm like, just find but coverage. You should. You you saw the date. You knew that prom was. They coming. told you prom at the beginning of the year, right? And you should have <laughs> came to the boss when you got hired and said, "Hey, I'm out. <laughs> like, right? This comes up. So I got stuff to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? But Gen Z, Gen Z is emotional. So, but sometimes uh, those emotions are true. Sometimes they, they, they're emotional for the right reasons. Yeah. But you know, you know who wouldn't create a toxic work environment? Chief Keys. Oh, yeah. President Sosa, but hell yeah. I'll be, we all be high as hell in the White House. But Apparently, Jimmy Kimmel got in trouble for Jimmy Kimmel's in trouble too for having a toxic work environment. Ooh, what a fucking surprise there. Yeah. <laughs> the whole, I didn't read about it. But that, no, like, like again, apparently, like, remember the whole fucking Ellen uh, DeGeneres. DeGeneres thing? I, my favorite thing is when they go, oh, I didn't know. How the fuck do you... You're the boss. You run it. It's your show. Hey, you scared the fuck out of Teddy just now. Low your voice. <laughs> How dare you scare the Ted man. <laughs> my, my, bro, it's your show. It's your production. How the fuck... And and my boy Alex made a good... Shout out to my boy Alex, a.k.a. a crappy gamer on a TikTok follow him. He made a valid point. He was like, these co-hosts of these hosts of these shows are so fake... And they have like Jimmy Kimmel has to for not Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon has to force himself to laugh at people's jokes. Mm-hmm. And guess what? That fakeness translates from the camera to backstage. And then now it trickles down. Yep. It doesn't go from the bottom up. It goes from top to bottom. So Mike, so when these celebrities who are like, Oh, I didn't know we had a toxic work environment, yes you did. Yes you did. You just turned a blind eye to it. Yes you did. 
So that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you are in a toxic, whether it's a toxic McDonald's, I don't give a shit if you're a burger flipper. That bitch is toxic. Fucking leave. Leave. No, no job is worth your mental health. Nope. None. No job is worth your peace. So if you find a great workspace. Damn. You find a great workspace. (laughs) Guess what? Enjoy it. You find a great spot. If it's toxic, get the fuck out of there. Yep. Get the fuck out of there, as mm-hmm. New Yorkers would say. But you know. And then the, in the punk situation, I'm glad he left. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm glad he got the fired. The whole shit was tired. It was terrible. And am I saying? Am I saying that what he did and how he handled business was right? Was right? No. no. Could he have handled it better? Could he handled Absolutely. it better. Yes. Absolutely. But on the other note, like I said, could Tony Khan actually, you know, man up and tell his friends to shut the fuck up and I have a business to run? Who knows? Yes. I mean, I don't know. He, I don't know. Does he have the backbone in him to do it? That's another question I got to ask. Because, again, you, like you said, he wants to please his friends. And that's the problem. He, Tony Khan's a people pleaser. That's yep. what it is. If you, yep. are, if, side note, if you are a people pleaser, stop that stop shit right immediately. Because if you, all you do to live to, pe- to please people, you're not going to have anything left of yourself to please yourself. Nope. You're filling up your cup and you ain't got nothing to fill it up. You're filling other people's cups and you ain't got nothing in yours. Your cup is empty, but everybody else's cup is running over because you keep filling it. Yep. Stop that shit. That's a damn... Like, I tell... Like, fuck it. Mm-mm. I don't, I'm not a piece Sometimes of you got to be fucking greedy. God damn it. You got to just be a greedy bastard and say, fuck y'all. I, fuck you. Fuck your mama. You can't be in a daddy. position to help somebody else when you can't even help your damn self. Right. Sometimes you just got to say, fuck the world and just... Put yourself first. That's it. And if that makes you the bad guy, what? fuck it. Wear that fucking cape. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Put that put that target on your back. At fuck it, be the villain. No, the those who don't those who don't understand were the ones that were just using you in the first place. Right. Those if, who do understand will go. You know what, man? You're right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna handle this this time. I know you got my back in any other case, but let me go handle this. If I can't, right. if I truly can't. And, and, and like, if anybody's mad at you for choosing you, then cut them off. Like K-Cam said, ain't nothing to cut that bitch off. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Cut them off. Fuck it. Yep. Go. I want you to go into the rest of 2023, because we got three months left in this bitch. The rest of, 23, the, rest of the year, choose yourself. Put yourself first. God damn it. Yep. You know that goes for your job. That goes for your relationships. That goes for your friendships. That goes for any other ship that you have out there. Put yourself first. Plain and simple. That's what Kevin Hart wants you to do. Yep. All right. That's the message. <laughs> and uh, P.S. If you're a Giants fan, I want you to go get some therapy this week. Because God damn. 40 to nothing? They got their eyes Did you lit. try? <laughs> I'm a Seahawks fan. We didn't do... Any better, but we didn't get. I mean, I'm out. a Saints fan. We we won. It wasn't pretty, but we won. Right. I mean, I'm a Seahawks fan. A win's a win. A fuck it. I don't care. A win's a win. <laughs> like I said earlier in the episode, any day that the Alabama, the Chiefs, the Steelers lose, I'm happy. And if Atlanta lost today, I'm even happy. I don't know. I didn't mean. Atlanta won. Fuck. I think, I think they did. I had to check. I'm sorry. <laughs> but we'll see y'all next week. We'll see you next week. Follow the socials. Follow us on Instagram. If you see us at the ball arena on Friday for Friday Night Smackdown, don't be afraid to come up to us and say hi. Because we'll be there. Probably floor seats. 
Friday Night Smackdown. Get your tickets. They're not sold out quite yet. Friday Night Smackdown, September 15th, Ball Arena. John Cena's going to be there. John Cena will be there. Do, 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 do. It should be a great time. So hopefully we'll see some of y'all there. Hopefully we see Kevin Hart there too. And right. like I said, if you have a name for our next project, please let us know in the comments. Because I cannot fucking for the life of me come up with a name. <laughs> so please help me help you help us. Right? Yeah. All right. Good night. Good morning. Good afternoon. Guten Tag. Peace.